listening to this podcast right now. Do you want to hear a fucking podcast about anything and everything? Yeah. Like movies, oh my music, God. television, and more? Oh my God. Well, you've come to the right place. Yes. Subscribe to Journey into Comics Network, and you get Podcastrophe, oh hosted God. by me, yes. Dick. Why not throw a couple bucks to the Patreon? It's your yes. choice. Yeah. This is a Podcastrophe. That sounds so awesome. The following, following. The following. Is a journey into comics. 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 Network. 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 Production. Production. Welcome back, everyone. You're listening to Adulting Ain't Easy, a show hosted by me and my wife, Liz. Hello. Hello. I'm doing my weird voice. But hey, uh, this is a show that just talks about all the adulting fun that we experience, and we had some fun considering this is kind of, we're just leaving the Halloween season. Mm-hmm. Which we was, had a quite the interesting Halloween, to say the least. Yes, like, we had a very white Halloween. I'm dreaming of a white Halloween. I, know, I was seeing that. Well, last and I week. told the kids at school, I was like, "Merry Halloween." It it, it was because literally like Wednesday night to Thursday of last week, mm-hmm. literally dropped four to four inches, and then we had a, like an inch and some blowing on Halloween, and I was just like, I shouldn't be like trekking through snow because I left the fire pit open, and then trick or treaters coming in snow gear, like it's mm-hmm. it was obnoxious. But yeah. it, was, it, was, it was fine. We got to... We got our trick-or-treaters. We is... got that. We got to watch some scary movies because we've been on a, a scary movies that we haven't seen or haven't seen in a long time kick. Yeah, mostly the classics. What, so what have we seen up to this point? I'm trying to... So, so... Well, we started this more at the beginning. The reason why we're still kind of in the middle of this horror movie kick in terms of, like, the classics is because a lot of them have been out. Like, a lot of them at, like, the video store or the library, they've been checked out almost all month. So now we're getting a few that we've kind of been working on. So the first one we watched was Evil Dead, the original. Yes. What did you think of that one? It was... I wasn't expecting it to be as campy as it was, Mm -hmm. but it was a movie from... Was it it 79, 80? It was was 79 or 76. Like, it looked very, like... Almost like someone filmed it, like, they went to the woods behind their house and, like, made it very, yeah, it looked very low budget, but it was definitely unique. Mm -hmm. The the makeup and the special effects were really good for the time. Yeah. Wait, cut me off, dude. Sorry. Yeah, go ahead. Um, yeah, the makeup was pretty good. And it was, like, for me, I really didn't know the story going into it. I just knew it was a scary movie and they remade it not too long ago. And I was like, ah. A lot of people like it, so, but, um, yeah, it was pretty good. I've heard that the new one is scarier, but this one is pretty disturbing, and it was the first one that we could scratch off your scratch-off poster. Right, yes. My last birthday, Liz got me this thing called, like, 100 Movies You Must See, or, so it's, like, basically, like, a bucket list movies uh, scratching board, so, like, every time there's a list of movies on there, and every time you 
you scratch off, it kind of reveals like a little image that's to do with the movie. And so we we didn't know it was on the list until like after we watched it. We were like, let's see if any of the scare movies are on the board. And it happened to be on there. So we're like, oh, good. So we scratched it off. I think it showed a chainsaw? No, it's a bloody knife. Bloody knife. That makes sense. Although the chainsaw would have made sense. Right. Like, I had no idea about the whole Ash versus the Evil Dead thing or anything right. like that. Like, it was kind of like we had to look into it more because I was like, we knew that there was, like, more to the story, obviously, because we had heard from other people and it just made... It right. was very interesting, to say the least. Like, all I remember is, like, the uh, the basement, like, um, door Person. and, like, the head kind of sticking out and, like, taunting the people. And I think the newer one, it looks... A lot creepier. Yeah. But I, like, I don't know, like, I, the only thing was, like, when the girl got, like, possessed, she got really old looking, like, out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. But it was, it was definitely unsettling, and, like, the woman getting, like, attacked by roots and vines and stuff was intense, but I, I enjoyed it. I, th- I thought it was, uh, I, th- I liked it a lot more than the next horror movie we watched. Was that one, Night of the Living Dead? That was Night of the Living Dead, which... Was also an older movie. I think it was. Yeah, that was. I don't like know. Sixty-eight. Something like that. It was in the sixties, but it's a class. I mean, I feel like it's a classic. Like, like you can't not see it. Like it was the first. It was George A. Romero, who's synonymous with zombie films. That was his first zombie film, or maybe his first film. Period. I don't. I don't know much of his, of his, filmography, but it was different. I know it was probably really good at the time because it was very suspenseful because it's. People trapped in a house, and mm-hmm. everything is kind of happening around them, and the the zombies were kind of just gray, kind of... Sub- I mean, obviously for that time period, it wasn't super gory. They just wanted to make them look dead. Yes. So. Like, they weren't, like, they weren't running, they weren't, like, ripping at people. It was just, like, kind of just... Like, nah. how, how do we get out of here kind of right. suspense. Yeah, it kind of felt more like it was, like, a... Well, there was like they were like Frankenstein, like afraid of fire, weren't verbal, just like it was just it was interesting. But mm-hmm. and I remember just hating the the female character in that because she would either Barbara, Bar- they're yeah. coming for you, Barbara. Yeah, that was something like that. Yeah, I remember that whole thing was just like either she wasn't talking or she was just freaking out. I'm just like she just needs a so to shake her. Knock well, her and sense. the guy did slap her, and that I was like. But I'm kind of surprised. I don't know if anyone's actually remade the Night of the Living Dead. I feel like you could make a really good remake of that, right? If, I think if you it, decided to do that at this time. Well, they did remake Dawn of the Dead, which is the right. follow-up, which we still need to watch. Which was because mm-hmm. that one, they Zack Snyder redid it like in like the early 2000s or mid 2000s. So we'll have to, we're gonna eventually work up to that, just like how a lot of the eighties and earlier horror got kind of remade later. Mm-hmm. So and we also watched I Know What You Did Last Summer. Yes. Which I don't think I've ever seen like I kinda remembered seeing the ending before. Mm-hmm. But it was interesting to see like it was a not it was a nineties movie. Oh uh, yeah, definitely. 90s. And it was definitely very the talking, the style, the Kind of the way 90s movies were done. I mean, it was like the big 90s, like, heartthrob people. Like, Jennifer Love Hewitt and Freddie Prince Jr. and... Uh, Sarah Michelle Gellar. Sarah Michelle Gellar and Johnny Galecki, randomly, mm-hmm. in that movie. And it was... Yeah. And 
I knew like this. The story has been really told in um, that scary movie. Scary movie did that plot pretty much exactly mm. in the first one. So yeah, it was I. It was good. Um, I definitely want to know because I didn't realize there was two other movies. Like there's one that has the most original cast or some the ones that are alive. Mm-hmm. But then there's like a third one that was like a straight to DVD, like just a cash grab that not even tied to the story. It's just like another. Yeah. Yeah, they tried to keep up with it. I don't know. That one was okay. I wish I would have read the book because I know there's a whole book series of there, like. There's a whole book series. But I know what you did last summer. Yeah, let me look at it. I know because. Um. Because I was reading, so the lady who wrote it, uh-huh. or man, I don't remember. Um. They, pretty much. I mean. It was on the bat. There was another book called Killing Mr. Griffin, which I think also was a movie at some point. And, um. There's a family episode called Killing Mr. Griffin. I think yeah, it's, I think it's the same. I don't know if it's the same thing. Yeah, at Louis, um, Lois Duncan wrote I Know What You Did Last Summer. And then, um, I want to say there's an. It's a suspense novel, and I don't know if there was. Let me see. That is interesting. I mm-hmm. I didn't realize it was based on it. I assumed it was just someone came up with it and it came, wrote it as a script. But. Oh, so the, the film adaptation is loosely based on so it. They, so they took like the loose premise and then built a horror movie about it. Mm-hmm. Actually, oh. it's not that long of a book. I thought there was more to it, so they must have added on after the fact. But Killing Mr. Griffin was also a really good book, too, by her. Hmm. That really... Um, Kind of along the same lines of suspense, but I'm always a big person about the you got to read the book and see the movie to right. do the comparing. But that's the reason I, have, I still haven't seen the the movie Miseries because I want to finish the book first, which mm-hmm. is proving a daunting task because of my lack of book reading time. Self imposed uh, lack. Self imposed lack of. Did yeah. you did speaking of which? Did you see that thing I sent you? That picture, yeah. which I think was me perfectly. It's like mm-hmm. there's all this stuff to do with like. Well, I think what is it like. There's dishes piled up in the sink. There's laundry all over the floor. Uh, I think it was like, it was a family. It's like, there's mm-hmm. kids' toys everywhere. And my husband's up in the attic with a leaf blower. Like, mm-hmm. that's something that, like, I've had, like, there's all this to do. I'm like, I gotta do this thing. And it's just like. Mm-hmm. It's usually whenever I ask him to do things. It's like, like let's pull hey. weeds over here. I'm gonna mow? Is that cool? Like. Or like when we're having a party and I'm like, Andrew, can you please take out this overflowing recycling bin? Nope. I've got to go find some firewood. For this fire. I was like... Okay, but people are coming in our house and they're not right, here yet. Right, that was... that. Uh, yeah. And I was a little pissed off about that. I, I choose to... I find something productive to do that's tangentially related, but not what she asked me to do, which is a problem. Mm-hmm. But then the last movie that we watched on Halloween, that was Friday the 13th. That was. Which I... I did honestly did not expect that story to go the way it did. Why? You've well, never actually seen the movie? I've never seen the movie. I... The... The only Friday the 13th related movie I saw was Freddy vs. Jason, oh. which is the movie where it's uh, Jason Voorhees versus Freddy Krueger, which... Which I want to see which, eventually. But I, I think we're going to work, because it's like the last movie that features, uh, oh, what is his name? The, the actor who played Freddy Krueger before they recast him in that new one, but... But yeah, we want to work up to see the other Freddy and Jason movies, so I think that'll be fun. Mm-hmm. We have 
Halloween and Nightmare on Elm Street checked out from the library, so we're going to watch those next at, whenever we have a free moment. Yeah, because this week is this week and next week are going to be crazy. Right, because I'm traveling. And, mm-hmm. and we have wedding thing. We have to go to a wedding. Our mm-hmm. first one is a married couple. I know. So exciting. I drink so much. Oh, God. <laughs> no, we'll be fine. But anyway, yeah. I mean, we didn't really have, like, we had more yeah. of, like, an adult Halloween because, mm-hmm. like, we didn't go to any costume party. We didn't dress up very much. Although I did wear Let It Snow shirt when kids came to the door. <laughs> so fun. I thought that was kind of clever. No one noticed, but... Because we thought about... What do you expect? Yeah. Because we thought about throwing on our Charlie Brown costumes from last year. But it was cold. Yeah, it was cold. And we were just, like, comfortly watching uh, Friday the 13th. So we're like, I'm not going to just sit at home with popcorn in a Halloween costume waiting for kids to come by for 10 seconds at a time. Mm-hmm. So we just had a comfy time. Felt very adult. But yeah. we got to... I feel like we definitely got thrown into the... the not the Christmas year. The Halloween spirit on Saturday. Yes. Saturday we went to go see... So I listened to this... Um, the Sirius X, XM channel Octane... Um, and so every, I don't, I think this is the second or third annual Octane Accelerator Tour, which basically what that means is that they, they have a segment that's every week that features three new songs from different bands. And a lot of times it's bands that are not, are like just starting out and things like that. And so now, um, what they do is they have them go out on tour. So they pick like a... Um, like an opening act that's kind of one of the, like the breakout, um, basically like the breakout band of that like year or whatever, or of the time. And then, um, and then they'll have like other smaller bands go to like kind of the ones that really came, came, I don't know, flourished or yeah, really flourished and made a impact on the scene. So, right. And I feel like for the most part, at least I don't. I only listen to Octane when I'm with you in the car because it's our, it's it's the it's the station when we're in your vehicle. Mm-hmm. But it seems that they're all the bands that were involved in this tour were all of similar sound. There wasn't like an outlier. No, and I think that's what they try to do. Is they uh, they tried to do that. Like. Um, so they had one that, so we kind of were, cause last year we didn't do it or like, we just haven't really had any interest. And I think Andrew's been more interested in this band because of their album that they released. Um, so Andrew kept asking, like, ever since he heard about this band, Ice Nine Kills, he's like, I want to go see them live. I want to go see them live. But every time I would check, there really wasn't... They were playing, like, a weird gig. Yeah, they would be, like, a weird gig on a weekday, and we're like, oh, we can't do that. But then this, I found, I was listening to the radio on Octane, obviously, and they're like, oh, the Accelerator Tour is coming out, and Ice Nine Kills is going to be the headliner. Look at, you know, look around look out for like the dates in the cities who are like okay so i looked and the second date on the tour was in milwaukee and we're like and it was on a saturday so i was like oh my gosh which we've been to before Mm -hmm. so i was just like oh man this is fate so we we looked at the chicago date but it was like a tuesday it was like in december no it was the tuesday before um thanksgiving and we're gonna be traveling the tuesday no well mm-hmm. be prepping to travel it's the same reason we avoided the coheed show because it was right before we left for a trip it's just right it's bad timing 
Mm-hmm. And weekdays getting to Chicago is a nightmare. Mm-hmm. Like, especially because we have to leave, like, at rush hour time. It would not go well. Right. And Milwaukee and the Rave are, like, the best in terms of leaving our house and getting to the venue. Because, right. like you kept saying, uh, you get on, you get right off at one exit into Milwaukee and you go up two streets over one street and you're there. Mm-hmm. And you get, and you don't mess around, you pay for the parking at the venue, which is a little more money, but... It's literally right across the street. We've never had an issue with it. Mm-hmm. Even when we were there, because uh, surprising us was that the rave actually had three concerts happening that night. Yeah, that was really weird. Because I was like, because we pulled up and the guy uh, asked who we're here to see, and I thought he was like being weird about it. I was like, because I've never been to a concert where like, oh, the venue also has a different band playing. Like, mm-hmm. I was like, we're here to see Einstein Kills and the Octane Tour. He's like, okay, do. Your line's over here, and then you go park over there. I'm like, I'm like oh, okay. Mm-hmm. And then, like, one of the line, and I saw, like, people that were, were clearly not dressed for what I was expecting for the Octane tour. Like, people with, like, dyed pink hair and, like, Yeah, white I think out. it was something, um, oh my gosh. It was some weird, like... like Melissa Martinez or something? Yeah, M- Melanie Martinez, something like that. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. There's also Blue October, which I know of, but, like... Never mm-hmm. had a desire to see them in concert. But it was like, oh, so there's like three concerts happening. So we got to go in a different entrance and go down to the the basement. Mm-hmm. Oh, but I guess before we get to that point, we can talk about the our fun experience in the line. Yeah, there's some interesting... Like... There's interesting people that live or that are around... Um, that are in... I mean, anywhere where there's a venue that's older, there's like... It sometimes is in... Kind of a not so great part of town, and it's just not—it's not great. So you get some interesting characters, and this tour was not did not disappoint on the weirdos. Right, we locked out because they uh, they changed the the door time from when we saw it. It was uh, doors at five, mm-hmm. and we're gonna get there like shortly after five. I'm like perfect, we'll get there just as the doors are opening. We'll get in, get out of the cold, all that. Pushed it back half hour, so we were in line for a good 20, 25 minutes. And it was even later than that because they had to wait for the meet and greet to wrap up. But mm-hmm. while we were there, there was um, there was some issues with parking. And a lady was freaking out about it. Mm-hmm. Because, like, the parking lot used to be, I'm guessing, some buildings that they tore them down, covered it in asphalt, made it a parking lot for the venue. But it still butted up against, like... Like, some apartment buildings and stuff like that. So, uh, someone in the parking lot parked blocking the, the drive because, like, their nose was out just enough that you couldn't get a straight shot through. Mm. So, this lady was upset and, threat- and like, tried to get the venue to, like, find the person and was threatening to tow it. And she was just having a fit. And, like, stopped in the middle, like, yelling at us, essentially. Mm-hmm. Like, we don't it know that really person. Weird. It was really weird. And yelling at the guy who was trying to get us to listen to his music, either buy a CD or find him on iTunes. He kept saying it to every person, calling them, like, oh, boy. Oh, baby boy, baby girl. It was just very uncomfortable. Yeah, and I was like, that's a weird thing to, like, you don't know these people. They just call them, be proper. Like, call them, like, sir. Per-. Like, I would prefer to you. Hey, you. Look at, like, baby boy. I was like, excuse me, baby boy, baby boy. I'm like, what? what the-? And this is find me on iTunes. I was like, oh, yeah. 
iTunes, and he had this little like CD rack. That and he had like his album cover as like a neck. I'm like, what the hell? Mm. And like you know, but like a weird conversation with the guy behind us who like kept giving him cigarettes. I'm like, I don't know what's happening. Yeah. So then, and then we went inside because we were freezing. Yeah, we had our like we kind of like I was in like a flannel and I had my leather jacket on and. You were in, you layered up, you had like a t-shirt and a hoodie and your leather jacket, but still like, we were getting like a wintry mix, it was like, like icy rain and it was bitterly cold and there's no wind guard where we were standing, so Mm -hmm. thankfully we got able to get in there and once we're inside the line moved smoothly, it was nice and hot. Mm Mm-hmm. Yep, and it was quite, I mean, so I guess to give you background on like Ice Nine Kills and the reason why we went is because their whole... Um, kind of feature album. They've had, they've done other albums before, like but this was like the, I don't know, but this is like the piece de resistance. Like this is why everybody or like a lot of people know about them is because they wrote. Stop interrupting me. Sorry. So they wrote a whole album, and each song is based off of a horror movie. So I think it came out like last Halloween or a little bit after last Halloween, and um, so they. So, yeah, so then they've started touring. So they've got a lot of the popular, you know, the popular horror movies, and they have songs based on it. Like, they've got a song about Jaws. They've got one that's based on Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Like, there's a lot of them that they cover, and they're pretty good. It's almost like a character from that movie is singing a song. Right, and they definitely go all out with their costumes. But we didn't know that at the time. We just kind of figured they just sang. We didn't really know what to expect. At least we really didn't know to, what to expect at all from any of these bands because we never, I mean, we listen to them on the radio, but we don't know what their stage presence is like. Right. I don't even know the one lead singer of that one band was black. Mm-hmm. Like, and I don't think I've ever heard a, like, not to be like race or anything, but I don't think I've ever heard... A black person do like the screamo metal. Hey, they're out there. They are out there. You told me there's a whole band that's. Uh... Yeah, the Fever Three Thirty Three. They it's a mostly African American. I think if not all, I'm pretty sure all of them are African American. But they're really good too. But I did find out this is the second Octane Accelerator tour. They had their first one last year. Um. Keep keep talking. I'm sorry. Um, I'm trying to think. So. So the, kind of, so the, should we talk about the opening acts? Or not the opening acts, but Yeah, the, so the other, so the first, they started out with Awake at Last, which is, um, they're from California. A lot of these bands were from California and things like that. So they were pretty good. They were probably the most, like, I don't want to say like preppy, but it's like, it's the most, they're like the most tame, I would say, out of all of them, like in terms of like how they dressed, the music that they were playing. Like, yeah, there was a little bit of screaming and stuff, but not as much as some of the other bands later. So it was it was a nice, like, easing in to opening act. Because I knew that, like, some of the other bands would be very, like, heavy metal and, like, screaming and things like that. But, like, it was a nice to start off with more of, like, a... Like, kind of like a teaser where it's, like, it's right. nice and normal. And then there's a little bit of screaming here and there, and that's fine. And... So that was a nice one, and they played only for about, I think, like, 30 minutes or so, and then what I thought was really surprising was, like, I felt like their changes were pretty quick, Mm because I know some concerts that we've been to, they've been, like, half an hour, 
whatever, but they kind of almost had it down to a science. So they only were really 20 minutes or so between each set, which is pretty impressive. Right. And one that we noticed, because we, um, we planted ourselves right in front of the sound booth, or like this, where the sound guys were stated. Mm-hmm. And then we noticed that every, despite like the equipment not changing, like everyone, they, everyone had their own sound engineer that would level it with the guy on, with the sound guy on the stage who was checking all the mics, everything and the levels. Mm-hmm. And so like everyone, including like when they got to the, like the Ice on Kills had the big fancy board that I was like, oh, I bet Nate would love one of these. Mm-hmm. It was like all the colors and all, yeah, it was really cool. But yeah, well we just, so the reason why we decided to be in the back, like more towards the back is because we weren't sure really how rowdy these people get and being... I don't know. We've we've been through the whole like being in the front row of a concert and like mm-hmm. just like the madness that can be like rock hard rock concerts and it was just kind of like we didn't really want to get into it. So right. and it was a, a it's a smaller venue, right? Or not smaller, but it's more compressed. Yeah, there's not a lot of there. There is a bunch of room to spread out if it's not sold out. But this show was sold out, so there really wasn't a lot of room to breathe. Right. You know, once once you were getting closer and closer to the main act. Right. And we've done, yeah, you know, we've done, like you said, we've done the front row thing, and it's not our style. And and we were still able to see pretty well from mm-hmm. the back. I well, mean, and because we were at the assembly, we were dead center. So mm-hmm. even in the fact that we were back front enough, you could still see up on the stage. I'm tall enough that I had no issues. Besides, like, people constantly crossing our path because there was the the space between, like, the how to go outside to smoke and where the two kind of bar areas were so a lot of people kept coming back and forth so mm-hmm. that was the only thing that was kind of annoying about it um i wasn't annoyed i was just enjoying the show yeah it's just one of the, it's just one of my pet peeves just like how the the merch line i was like people like sliding up to go to the bar and then kind of sneaking into the line was kind well of you know no the reason why that was happening was because they actually had three different merch tables Oh, so that's you right. were so like you could you had the Ice Nine Kills merch, then you had the Fit for a King merch, then you had light the I think a combined Light the Torch and um, Awake at Last, right? Kind of yeah, separate table. One. So like it depended on what you wanted, but obviously since most people were there to see Ice Nine Kills, that was the longest line. But if you wanted something from the other three bands, it was much quicker to do that. I'm really glad we went right to that line when we got in there because. Mm-hmm. For the majority of the opening acts, the line for uh, merch went from the counter where it was to the opposite corner where the men's bathroom was. And that line didn't move for the an whole hour. First act, yeah. yeah, it was. And I was like, I would have just, I'd be like, all right, I'm good. But mm-hmm. luckily we got in, got to the front. We got some cool shirts. Mm-hmm. I got a, a Freddy Krueger Mickey Mouse shirt that has the tour dates on the back that I think is really cool that I can't wait to wear. And you got and one I of your favorite my... types of shirts. Yes, I got my long sleeve t-shirt, and on the back it has, like, a quote from the song based on the movie Halloween, so... With the William Shatner Halloween mask. Yeah, with the William Shatner mask on the back, so that was cool. Mm -hmm. Um, So then the second act was Light the Torch, and that's when they had the African-American singer, which I looked up later. He was in Kill Switch Engage and a few other bands that I've heard of. Oh, and just moved on, and this is his new thing. Yeah. So I think this is, like, his big new thing, which yeah, is he, cool. Because he, he looked a little bit older than the guys in his band. Yeah, but they were pretty good. But mm-hmm. then they kind of laid it on pretty thick in terms of, like, 
just screaming and right. all that stuff. It was definitely it was good. Just... It definitely, I feel like, progressed that way. Yeah, I would agree. But I think, so Ice Nine Kills, I mean, there's a lot of screaming, but not as it was like, Light the Torch and Fit for a King were just like... Fit for a King ma- was intense. It was just all <laughs> screams. Like, you barely heard them sing. Well, and I've never seen, I don't want to jump over Light the Torch, because his... It was it was really nice that this is the first concert where like I knew some songs from every band that played, mm-hmm. which I've never had because usually any concert I go to the opening act I've either never heard of or don't know any of their music. Mm-hmm. So that was a, a nice touch, but yeah, that was I really enjoyed that. Yeah, I just remember the fifth freaking guy like instigating like mosh pit and uh, whatever that circle thing is called. It was just the circle run. So like literally, there's people just circling. He was like, he was, like demonically shouting like. Circle Roach. I'm like, what the hell is happening? Yeah. And I saw like people like actively running into the mosh circle, and I was like, mm-hmm. uh, are we gonna be okay? Yeah. But, uh, I mean, Light the Torch was really... I really liked their band. And it yes. was just like... I really enjoyed the lead singer, because he genuinely was like so excited that people knew the music, and uh-huh. like were singing along, and like interacting with him. I think he was He's- just very like... They're like, oh, you guys are the best crowd. I'm like, dude, we're the second. We're the only the second stop. Right. And like, they're going to set up at the first stop, too, because there's no other one else. Yeah. Like, up to this point, I think you're the best. I'm like, yeah, we were... If we were at the Chicago date, then that makes a little... It means more, but... Still, I think we but were... he seemed the most genuinely appreciative. Mm-hmm. Like, he would literally, like, sit there and be like, I don't know what to say. I don't know what to say. Like, he's, like, just so in shock and, like, happy. So mm-hmm. I was... It was really sweet seeing that. And, um... So yeah, I enjoyed them, yeah. and then we got into. Fit I loved for his King. joking. Yeah, so. he did joke a lot. He had a good stage presence. Mm-hmm. And then we had a uh, fit for a king, which I really didn't know. I only knew a few songs from them. Um, because that was one I was kind of surprised that they were there. Because like at least awake at last and light the torch, like I had heard a few songs and stuff, but really like fit for a king. I don't know if I'm just not listening at the right time for Does the people not? to play with it. it I only a... had one song. I really knew only one song from mm. them. But, yeah. and like the other bands I'd heard quite a few, but, um, mm-hmm. but they were still good, but that was really intense. Like, yeah. I was, I took a, I had Andrew take my phone and take a video of it because there was so much like uh-huh. screaming and just like hard but there were... guitar, metal, like it, it was crazy. I'm like, that's what I'm going to show my kids when I come back to school on Tuesday because, because they, because you know, outward appearance, I don't really look like someone who would be going to like these heavy metal concerts and like right. that's kind of my jam, like metal and we definitely saw people um, at that concert, hard rock <laughs> and stuff, and it's just they wouldn't expect it outwardly, right. but then it's like they see I've got proof now. Right. We definitely saw people at the concert that were definitely dressed. It looked like they worked at Hot Topic, which is, like, I applaud them, Mm because, like, I always wanted to look like that, but my parents were so, I was so afraid of my parents and what they would think, that I never really, I expressed it as much as I could without making them mad. Because when your like, your parents wouldn't let you do black nail polish, right? No, they thought it was ugly. Yeah, I just, I don't know, they were definitely intense, and I think there were a lot of fans that were there just for Fit for a King. I saw a lot of Fit for a King attire Mm -hmm. on people. They didn't buy there. Yeah. It also, a lot of really cool Einstein Kills merch that I wish they had. I think Like, the hockey it, jersey was really that cool. That was a really cool one. So, they had a hockey jersey, because there's a song about Friday the 13th, the movie, 
And they had this hockey jersey that said Iceland Kills on the front. And then on the back, it had the number 13 and Voorhees on it. I was like, I wonder if they got it online. But it was so cool. Mm-hmm. I was like, man, that is a great shirt. Yeah. It, it but was... they also did tour a little bit. They had a small tour over the summer. So I don't know if that was part of it. But it kind of fit well that they mm-hmm. decided to come through like the weekend after Halloween. Right. And, I, and then so... Um... Right before they came on, like, they kind of put some stuff on the stage that I thought was... I was like... So I saw, like, a random, like, flamingo. Like, a topiary flamingo. And I was like, okay, that's weird. They tied, like, a red balloon. And I was like, oh, yeah, that's from, uh... It's obviously from It. Well, and, like, even the music between acts, like, once it was, like, between Fit for a King and Ice Nine Kills, it wasn't, like, normal songs. They actually had, like, some of the theme music from the other um, like horror movies playing instead of like just random mix of music. Oh yeah, I heard a lot of like cool. the the Friday the Thirteenth. There's Friday the Thirteenth. There was the Halloween. There was yeah. I was like, it was really good. It was setting the stage for what you would expect. And then like when the lights went down, like the guys came out in uh, costumes of not really like yeah those costumes like appropriate of characters like. The bassist was dressed as Edward Scissorhands. I think it was the bassist. Bassist no. or guitarist. Mm-mm. Like, one of them was dressed up as... He was... So, the the guitar player was dressed up as Edward Scissorhands. Or not the guitar, the drummer. No. Yeah. No, the drummer was dressed up as Jigsaw. No. Because he was in a suit. The other guy was in, like, white and suspenders no, and black... No, but he had black, blacked out eyes. Then what, then what was the bassist? So one of the guys was... So there was Georgie. Yes. Yeah. And then we had... There's a lumberjack looking guy. Yeah, there was one that looked like a lumberjack, but he had the green hair, so I assumed he was the Joker. Um, what else? Cause, but, the, but the bassist had the topiary flamingo in front of him. Oh, uh, maybe that's what it was. But then what was the drummer? He had face makeup on. I think he was the. I think he was a like a dummy because he had like the bow tie suit and the blacked out eyes. I don't know. Which I think whatever. made him look like it doesn't matter. But the, either way, they were all dressed up. And then the and lead then the, singer was the one that kept changing costumes, which was really cool. He had a kind of a a cool fan of the opera kind of thing because he had masks that were true to like the song. Like he had like half of the. Uh, the hot, the hockey mask, half of the jigsaw, yeah, half of um, Freddy the Krueger. He really didn't do a mask, but he wore like the Freddy Krueger sweater and got the the, claw, look, the claws the and the hat. And then they did um, what else? Scream. Full scream attire. Full scream attire. That was pretty cool. The uh, um, Texas Chainsaw. He had the uh, the half the leather face, mm-hmm. which was really creepy. Um, and then, like, it all kind of crescendoed into, uh, him in the Pennywise. Yes. But they had some, like, they had done some older songs, too, which was nice, because you didn't really, you don't really hear about a lot of that, especially since what made them the most famous was this album, The Silver Scream, Uh so... It was cool to actually see those, and it was nice. Well, I love they did Thriller, like, they out did. of nowhere. They did their own version of Thriller, which wasn't on the album. It was just... They, no, it was they just... They probably can't. Mm-mm. It's because the the Michael Jackson estate would not let that happen. Right. But we've been to concerts where a, a band will do a cover of, an, of a, a song that's... Yeah. 
that's not theirs but still works. Mm-hmm. But I really, um, I was blown away, and everyone knew the words. I knew a lot of the words, which is a kind of a f- not. I'm not super good at that. Like, and there's still stuff I don't know, but because there's only like one album of music to kind of keep track of, I I've listened to enough of those songs through Octane and list doing it on our Spotify. Mm-hmm. And I bought the album there so I can play it in the car now. Yeah. Um. So it was nice to be able to sing along, and whenever like you're at a concert, everyone's just singing and really in the moment and. I don't know, it's, it's only a different vibe than, like, hearing on the car. Because even if you hear, like, a live recording in a car, you don't have that same... You don't feel the bass and all of it. Mm-hmm. Oh. So, yeah, it was a really good concert overall. Yeah, that, that guy had a crazy stage presence. It was good, though. I and really that random, it. And they did little, like, skits, mm-hmm. which I thought was kind of fun. Like, they had um, this random lady who was with them that was dressed up as, like... Jason Voorhees' mother as Drew Barrymore's character from Scream. Um, they had a guy dressed up as the shark from Jaws, which was pretty funny. Because mm-hmm. this like big inflatable shark that was like running around. <laughs> I was like, what is happening? But, oh, it was good. I enjoyed it. Oh, and uh, Georgie was Mickey Mouse at one yes. point. That was good, too. Mickey! Uh, I, I would recommend it. If you like... Heavy metal or like screaming and whatever. It's it's a good. It's worthwhile. Yeah, I, I kept telling. I, I joked to Nate that he should. Uh, when his band was uh, take recommendations for songs when they did those like Fridays, I was like, Sarah should make a piano version of one of these songs because it's so timely and it's kind of in their wheelhouse. Mm-hmm. But definitely, I really enjoyed it. I if you haven't heard of them, if you don't have Sirius XM and you don't listen to, like Octane and stuff. If you have Spotify or YouTube, just search on Einstein Kills and listen to some of their horror music. It's it's a kind of a revelation because I'm not I'm not big into that. There's but just hearing like I'm a movie guy and seeing that someone made an album specifically about horror movies was definitely like right up my alley and I I, I enjoyed it immensely. Mm-hmm. So yeah. So. I don't, I don't know what else to say. Yeah, it was, uh, it was, it was, and then, like, oh, we didn't really talk about the, there was a band that was gonna be there. Oh, yeah. So, Make Them Suffer was supposed to come, but they're from another country, so they, um, so. Are they German? No. I don't remember what they were, but they, uh, they, what were they? It, wasn't like a, it was a visa issue. Yeah, it was a visa issue. So they, so they weren't able to come. And it was too late to, like, substitute another band into the tour because anyone else on Octane was probably either already in a tour or not in the mood to tour right kind of close to the holiday season. Mm-hmm. But then they tour until Christmas, don't they? Yeah, it's like they take a break. Um, They take a break, like, for Thanksgiving, and then I think they end before Christmas, but I don't know. I could be wrong with that. It, was, it looked like, like, 20 dates or... 30 mm-hmm. dates. There's so, 23 it, dates is what it said. Okay, so yeah, they, they're they definitely... They started beginning in November and they're... So yeah, it was it was great. I enjoyed it. And then it really made the rest of the weekend pale in comparison because it was just cold and mm-hmm. usual Sunday for us. But now another... Um, just kind of getting things done, relaxing a little bit until the wedding, um, this weekend, and then, yeah, and getting into the, closer huh. to the holidays. So, 
I just looked this up. Every trick in the book. So they did an album before this that was all based on books. So really? they did, there's one about Animal Farm, The Exorcist, Dracula, um, Alive, the story of Andy's survivors, the Andy, um, Romeo and Juliet, Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde, Go oh. Ask Alex, Diary of a Young Girl, the oh. Anne Frank one. So they have a, they found a thing that works. Yeah. I mean, it's in, I mean, that was the one that was before this one, but then. And that was their first album? That, no, that was um, their third. Let me look again. No, actually, one, two, three, four, five. So this is number five that they're touring with. Number four is where they started the uh, kind of that. And with the first three, like, EPs, or were they full-fledged albums? No, they were full-fledged albums. So they've been around a bit. Yeah. So I mean, they've, they've had a following, but it seems like they have a kind of a style that mm-hmm. I think works. And doing, like... When you're able to root your music into another medium that people already like and enjoy, it just makes their passion for you probably a lot stronger. Mm-hmm. So definitely check them out uh, if you're looking for a new band to listen to. But yeah, I think I don't think we have really much else to say. It was just it was a great weekend. It was a we're still trying to keep the Halloween spirit alive at least for a little bit longer until we get caught up on these movies. Mm-hmm. And it's the finale. It's the finale, yes. This is our, our last episode of the season. Um, mm-hmm. We got things to do, people to see. and Yeah, the holidays just get crazy for us. and We'll be back. We'll be back at some point in the 2020s. Mm-hmm. The roaring 20s. Yeah. The screaming 20s? <laughs> yeah, the screaming 20s. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, but till then... Uh, I am Andrew. I'm Liz. And good luck with all of the adulting problems. Yeah. Bye, guys.